Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, always presented by DraftKings. Thank goodness for those dudes. Thank goodness for all of you that realize just how good this podcast is because it's three for the price of one, price being zero, of course. We talk about the top college players in the country, and we get you ready for the NFL Draft. We also talk about the biggest games in college football, and may or may not give you some advice on some wagers that you can place. It's primarily Emery. He's the star of the show, one of my favorite people, period, certainly in football media, the great Emery Hunt, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. You can still get the draft guide from the draft that was most recently completed. I'll say that at least until the preseason games start because you're going to want to know who these guys are and Emory knows all of them. So we're going to continue this week and next week going to wrap up our series of going over every single draft pick from the NFL draft because why not? I mean, these people spend a year on this event and then – they do one, like, 20-minute recap episode? Absolutely not. Plus, I love hearing Emery's favorite undrafted guy for each team as well. You know what else I love hearing, Emery? I just got to say, you and I both love the sport so much. I love every time you're commenting on the other leagues, CFL, USFL, that Europe thing. I guess I just like that there's that many guys that are still getting a chance to continue to play if they want to keep playing. And in a lot of cases, make money or get something from it after college. And and that's the biggest thing, Ross. You know, we know for a fact that football is the only sport that doesn't have the amount of options that baseball players have, basketball players have um, to, you know, to really go and be a professional outside of the main league. And so watching these guys go out there and compete and, and get to, you know, use all that athleticism up instead of just being someone that works a regular job with all that pro athleticism, 
you know, I'm glad they have an outlet now to where they can go and, and release that and, and play ball. And, it, and it's good competitive football. We got through a second USFL regular season. We got through the first XFL season since 20, uh, 2001. And so, you know, it's good to see. It's good for the sport. It's a, It shows that the sport is thriving because all these games show that, man, that guy was – I forgot that guy was you know really good as a college player, and I'm glad he's getting an opportunity, and I'm glad it's just happening. And it's all happening in the spring, so it's football all year round. And some of those guys that will be in those other leagues are some of the guys we're going to talk about today because, unfortunately, there's not enough room for all these guys to make the NFL. It's amazing how many people think, that, oh, yeah, every draft pick makes the team. Yeah, no, that's not the case. And then especially watch year two and year three, how many of those guys just aren't on rosters anymore. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a lot of talk, of course, about Zay Flowers in the first round with their revamped receiving core, Emery. Uh, but what about their picks in round three, four, and five? Let's start with Round three and four, Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson, Tavius Robinson, edge rusher from Ole Miss. Yeah, Simpson gives them a, a matchup piece at the second level, someone that's solid in coverage, has the speed and athleticism, kind of fits what they're looking for at that position, what they have in Patrick Queen and what they are getting from Roquan Smith. He gives them a little bit of a cross between the two. I think the real competition would probably be between him and Queen, two athletic linebackers. Uh, but I feel like Simpson is someone you could leave on the field in, in on passing downs with how well he does in underneath coverage. And you think about Robinson, you know, he played seven tech sometimes. Sometimes he kicked down as a five, but they have him listed as on their roster as a sandbacker. So he kind of gives them a little bit of flexibility up front uh, within their defense. They're going to love to get that rotation going. I think he's going to be a down lineman more so than anything. But the fact that they have him as a Sam, speaks to his athleticism and what they expect to see from him as a rookie. Boy, they really need, I think maybe Greg Cosell and I talked about this on the Ross Tucker football podcast. They really need Jason Alway and, uh, or Adafe Alway and David Ojabo to take the next step. How about round five? Their last three picks, all Pac-12 guys. Um, in round five, Caillou Blue Kelly, the corner from Stanford. Round six, holy cow, an <laughs> offensive tackle from Oregon. Malasala Omavai Laulu. And then round seven, Andrew Voorhees, the guard from USC. I was happy he was still able to get drafted because, you know, he's the young man that, well, tore his ACL at the combine, right? Right, and, and the thing is, we know no team does a better job of using the red shirt year than Baltimore. It used to be San Francisco. They used to get a guy and let a guy sit off an of injury, and then they have him as a fresh rookie the next season. Uh, but I'm glad the Ravens were here to pick him up and at a position of need, you know, getting depth along that offensive line. Um, and Amuvave Laulu, I think he's slated to start at left guard. I think he's going to have to beat out John Simpson first but they're expecting big things from him he's someone that that fits the mold of what you want in baltimore front can be a little bit over aggressive at times um but and that could be uh, to a detriment but you like that fact that he is nasty which kind of speaks volumes to what they want to do when they run the football they want to get downhill and get guys moved up out the paint Caillou blue kelly i think is a, a was an excellent pick surprised he fell that far i like his press skills i think he is someone that fits what baltimore does 
at corner or wants at corner. He's a long corner, press skills, not afraid to come up and tackle. I think that's someone that we could see seeing a lot of time as a rookie. I am really looking forward to seeing how the Ravens O-line performs, Emery, in this new offense. You know, they were so used to the Greg Roman stuff and all the run-heavy stuff. Now that we think it'll be a lot more spread, a lot more throwing, just curious to see how those guys end up performing in that situation. What about an undrafted guy or two that, that caught your eye? This is where Baltimore shines, man. And I know they re-signed Josh Johnson, which means they cut Noah Henderson, the quarterback from Delaware. I was a big fan of him. I expect him to see him back on his roster at some point during the summer. But I like Keaton Mitchell, one of my top five running backs in the class. Explosive talent. We know Baltimore doesn't mind playing an undrafted guy in the backfield, i.e. Gus Edwards. And I feel like this is someone that gives them a better, more explosive version than Justice Hill. I think he could be their day one kickoff and or punt returner, which will allow Devin Duvernay to focus more exclusively at wide receiver. So I like Keaton Mitchell. Keep an eye out for him. I also like the fact that they went ahead and got Jeremy uh, Lucien out of Vanderbilt, another long arm press corner, uh, very small, good ball skills, good instincts, good open field tackler. Another one of these guys that can help them out right away in year one. So for me, those two guys, I know people bring up Dante Demas. Surprised he went undrafted. Maryland has some excellent receivers. Um, they had a quartet of guys at, at Maryland uh, during his time. Demas is someone that you want to keep an eye on as well. They got to give a shout-out to Owen Wright out of Monmouth. May, might be uh, slated for the practice squad, but he's someone that had a really good, impressive NFL PA Bowl and earned himself an opportunity here with, with Baltimore. Let's get to the Cincinnati Bengals. Emory, and it's interesting. We talked about Miles Murphy, the round one pick, the Clemson edge rusher. Round two and three, they went with two DBs, which makes sense because they lost some DBs. DJ Turner, the corner from Michigan who can fly, and Jordan Battle, the safety from Alabama. Second year in a row that they took a DB from Michigan that has some serious athletic ability serious speed and he has what we used to call springs right he could really like just you know break on the ball jump and contest the ball at the highest point close on a route quickly those are the type of things that you want to see from a defensive back and that's going to help them turn the ball over a lot better uh this upcoming season battle is a strong safety in my opinion someone that can help them out in the alley and run support well coached player coming from alabama so you saw the the blueprint, they want to get better in the secondary. I know they lose Jesse Bates to the Falcons, and none of these guys will replace Bates, but they want to make sure they're able to at least close on the ball, close on the route, and be able to generate and uh, create more turnovers on the back end. How about their next two picks? A couple of Big Ten skill guys, Emory. They got Charlie Jones, the receiver from Purdue, who used to be at Iowa, then tore it up for Purdue, and then Chase Brown, the running back from Illinois, his twin brother, Sidney, was drafted in the second round by the Philadelphia Eagles, or early yeah. third, I guess. And, and Charlie Jones, it's a, I think it's a right-now pick, but more so a future pick. I know they're going to have some contract situations coming up, whether it's Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins, and I'm not saying he is T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, but they are looking at him as your quintessential slot receiver that can come in 
and rack up a lot of yards, rack up a lot of receptions. And that's what he does. And that's what he was at Purdue, just a fantastic receiver that was always open. And Brown gives him a really good replacement for um, Samaje P. Ryan, someone that doesn't evolve and be successful. You pair him up with a, you, know, you hope Joe Mixon is going to be there for the full season, but it gives him a good one two punch, kind of what they had last year with their run game. I think this was a really good, smart pick for Cincinnati. Last three picks, round six, Andre Yosivash from Princeton University gets to keep his stripes. Brad Robbins is a punter from Michigan. And then DJ Ivy, a DB from Miami. Yosivas, fantastic receiver. Fantastic athleticism. That That's something that people talk about. But it's the smoothness within this game. You forget how fast and explosive he is because it doesn't look like he's running that fast or explosive. But he's always able to slide past defensive backs. We saw this down to the Senior Bowl was consistently able to win off the line of scrimmage, stack the defensive back, and cruise toward the ball when it, when it was coming toward his way and make a play. I think he has inside-outside versatility. Um, and it's rare when you see the big guy, because he's 6'2", 6'3", about 215 pounds. He can play inside or outside. You don't see usually guys that big able to work on the inside. So another right-now pick that can help them out on special teams, but another future pick, depending on what happens with a guy like T Higgins or Tyler Boyd. So I love the fact that they did that. And Ivy is another one of these corners from Miami. Um, solid competitor. Someone is going to be a core special team that can help them out as a rookie in that capacity. Undrafted guy, Emery? One guy that really stood out to me um, was Mac Hippenheimer, uh, Hippenhammer from Miami of Ohio. I just felt like he just uh, another, he was just like Charlie Jones constantly was open Constantly was Mr. Third down, constantly made big play after big play for that Red Hawks uh, passing game. So I, I, I like him. I'll be interested to see how he fits within this um, this football team during the whole training camp and preseason. He's going to be one of these fan favorites uh, for sure. Base, uh, by the way, Emery, I mentioned it on Fantasy Feast podcast and Ross Tucker football podcast. But Joe Dolan and I, my co-host on Fantasy Feast, we're doing a best ball draft. All you have to do to enter and go against Joe and I is get a free estimate at westshorehome.com slash Ross, which I'm a huge fan of, westshorehome.com slash Ross. We move on to the Cleveland Browns, Emory. And remember, because of the Deshaun Watson trade, no first-round pick, no second-round pick, but then they had several picks. So let's start with their two third-rounders, Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver from Tennessee, and Siaki Ika, the big boy, D-tackle from Baylor. Tillman is someone that that I like better than Jalen Hyatt. You know, this was someone people forgot about. I feel like because Hyatt had the big game against Alabama, and Tillman dealt with a lot of injuries, you know, this season. But you go back and watch that Music City Bowl against Purdue. He was on fire. And this is someone that gives you that height-weight-speed combination. He can also get deep down the field, shows that he could play his size which is great for a receiver, kind of in the mold of what they have already in Donovan Peoples-Jones, and just adds another weapon for Deshaun Watson. We know he's not afraid to put the ball up top for a receiver to go get it, and Tillman is one of those guys that can definitely go get it. And Ika is someone that kind of fits that mold. I know they brought in Delvin Thomason, which is a great acquisition, but now you double down on that when you want to stop the run. 
you have both of those guys in at the same time or you rotate guys in, you don't lose anything from a run defense perspective, which helps this defense as a whole because now Miles Garrett doesn't have to worry about doing double duty, even though he can. You can now just get after the quarterback. Zadarius Smith will benefit from having a healthy rotation of stout interior defensive tackles to help those guys out versus the run, along with Jordan Elliott. Round four, Dewan Jones, the big tackle from Ohio State, and Isaiah McGuire, the DN from Missouri. McGuire, I thought, had a really good postseason and someone that gives them good rotational depth. We don't really hear about the depth behind a Miles Garrett, which is why they went out and got Zadarius Smith. They needed depth at defensive end. They get that with McGuire. And I'm a big fan of DeWan Jones. You know, I feel like this is someone that's a future starter at the position. He's another one of these guys that's going to be fascinating to watch throughout the preseason because it's hard to hide him because he's so big and so large, but he's also talented. And I want to see how he performs because, man, what a great swing player you have if he's able to really star from day one once they put the pads on. Because it's hard to get a good gauge on guys, uh, especially at the point of attack during OTAs and mini camps. What about Emory, um, their last three picks? Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the, the UCLA quarterback in round five. Cameron Mitchell, the corner from Northwestern, was their other fifth-round pick. And then the sixth round, uh, Luke, is it Whipler or Whipler from Ohio State? I'm not sure. Is Whipler. Okay, Whipler. Yeah, and the thing is about um, – I'm looking up Cam Mitchell. You know, in my notes I have, he plays a lot bigger than his listed size. I love the mentality he has out there. At Northwestern secondary has been really good, and we saw Cleveland already go that route a year ago with his teammate. So they already have some, you know, uh, uh, familiarity with Northwestern and how they coach their defensive backs, and they clearly have a type, and Northwestern is able to, to tap into that for them. Whipler is a, is a guy a lot of people thought probably was going to go on day two, early day two. So where they got him, I feel like is great value. Um, good depth backing up Ethan Postage. So that's a really good pick for them. And and also you feel like when you think about Dorian Thompson Robinson and you look at that depth chart of Cleveland, clearly they have a type there as well. They love the athletic limber guy, Deshaun Watson, um, Josh Dobbs, Kellen Mond. They love guys that can get out on the move. Um, they're wiry guys, so they love the fact that they have that bendability athleticism, I like to call it. And Robertson played a lot of big games. Um, I think the battle will be between him and Kellen Mond. I feel like that's a battle Robinson can win because I felt like we've seen Robinson step up time after time in big games at UCLA. He was able to come out on top more so than we saw Mond uh, at AM and ESC. I know he had some big wins. Um, I remember that game against LSU where they scored, it was like 20 overtimes or whatnot. I know he stepped up big in that game. But for the most part, I thought DTR had a better collegiate career than Kellen Mond. So I think that's the battle we're going to see uh, play itself out. Who um, who tickled your fancy among the undrafted guys? Tight end Thomas Greeny out of Albany, U Albany. Um, very good receiver, had a really good. Uh, East-West Shrine Bowl. This is a crowded room for the position, but I feel like he could stand out enough to where he's going to warrant a chance on the practice squad at least, but definitely someone you want to keep an eye on uh, throughout the, the preseason. Last but not least, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Emery. In the first round, uh, they took Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle, 
from Georgia. And then second round, they had a couple of second round picks, a couple of Big Ten defensive players, Joey Porter Jr. and Keanu Benton. Porter Jr. was interesting to me, Emery. I, I thought he was going to go a lot higher. I mean, he can run, he's long, he's tall. There must have been some issues there. Yeah, I guess people were concerned about his overall athleticism, even though I thought he tested pretty well for the position. He's a long corner, you know, and some people say, man, he's too grabby. If they don't call it, they don't call it. You know, so you'd be as grabby as you want, right? And when you think about what they have at the position, it was a need and just so happened to coincide with a legacy uh, kid, but also coincided with a, with talent. So it was a perfect fit for Pittsburgh, for them to grab him. And Benton was someone that was just outstanding at the Senior Bowl. It's hard for those guards to really stand out in one-on-ones. He stood out as someone that had not only the brute power to walk guys back into the pocket, but also the the, the savviness to show hand quickness and be able to get off those, um, those blocks and whip the guy with quickness and speed. Kind of puts him in play now to be out there for three downs. Wow, that's interesting. I had not heard that. See, that's a, those are the type of nuggets I love from you. All right, round three, Darnell Washington, the big tight end from Georgia. And then round four, Nick Herbig, the edge guy from Wisconsin. A lot of fans from for, for Nick Herbig because he was so productive, uh, relentless, all those things that you look for as an edge rusher. You want someone that's just going to keep going to keep the pressure on a quarterback. He brings that. Darnell Washington is interesting in the run blocking department. He's ready to go. I feel like people look at, you know, athletes and tight ends and receivers and they just think in terms of maybe there's too much, uh, too many Marvel movies or too many superhero movies. And, you know, they're always six, eight, he's going to just be, you know, rawr, he's going to climb over. Like it doesn't work out like that. Right. There's some nuance that needs to happen with this route running, but as a blocker, Already, you know, this was somebody I said before. I've watched him move guys to positions, like wash guys from defensive end out to, you know, boundary corner with how well he's able to down block. That's going to help him get on the field right away. And it's not as crowded of a room as people make it out to be. You have two really good tight ends, Fryermuth and in Washington. I'm excited about the tight end position this year for Pittsburgh. So I think that's a good pick for them. He's going to grow as a receiver. And this is someone that, that already has the blocking down to a science, and it's going to be fun to watch. Their last two picks were Corey Trice Jr., the corner from Purdue, and Spencer Anderson, a guard from Maryland. Anderson is someone that that is is an intriguing player. Keep an eye on him because when it's aligned properly, he's able to, to do some impressive things. Trice was someone that I remember being in the green room at CBS Sports when you know the whole day three was going on. And I was like, man, Trice hadn't get, gotten picked yet. You'd think someone with that size and that physicality would get picked early on day two. Here it is, day three, late day three, and he finds himself getting his name called for Pittsburgh. I think he has a future as a Sam, strong safety, or one of those those box defenders that is a corner but plays like a linebacker. He's got some, he's got some position flexibility, in my opinion. I, I thought that was a really good, savvy pick by Pittsburgh. Who was their best undrafted guy or guy you're most excited about, Emory? Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan, I thought, is like three different careers at Minnesota, right? <laughs> and when he first started, it was someone that you thought, like, this is going to be a first-round pick. And he was like, man, this guy's not going to get drafted. 
And then he was like, well, you know, I like how he stepped in and, and played good soldier in the bowl game. Um, and then he had a really solid showing uh, in the all-star game circuit at the hula bowl. So I like Tanner Morgan. I think he has a lot of game experience and we saw glimpses of what it could potentially be at his best, you know, when he had Bateman and those guys, and he just hoped that they could tap into that. But I think this is an opportunity for him. I know they brought back Mason Rudolph and I know, uh, Mr. Biscuit, they like him in the building, but this is an opportunity for Tanner Morgan to try to catch one of those guys. But I do feel like he's going to be on their practice squad. There's too much talent to just to disregard. I feel like he has a good is a good spot. And also Alfonso Graham covered a lot of his games at Morgan State, called a lot of his games. Fantastic player. I already like that he's creating buzz as a rookie, calling out, you know, uh Mika Fitzpatrick, like I want him one on one. And that's what you're supposed to do. Find the best guy on defense call him out and try to, you know, make your bones that way. But once he gets on the field, you put the ball in his hands and it's a house call potentially because he has great speed, quickness, explosiveness, big fan of Graham and what he was able to do at Morgan state. Happy to see him get this opportunity. Yeah. Big fan Emery of this series that we've got going on. Cause it's just so nice for me, especially before these preseason games start in two months to just, get your thoughts on every one of these guys, right? So that when I'm watching the preseason games, heck, when I'm calling some of them for the Eagles, I'm like, okay, that's the guy Emery said is this. That's the guy Emery said is that. You can always get more updates on this and really any of the other leagues out there from Emery on social media, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. He's got a terrific YouTube page, Football Game Plan. You can check us out on social media as well. We are at Ross Tucker Pod which is kind of where the highlight clips are posted on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook from any of our shows. Um, Got a good show coming up today with Andrew Brandt. A lot of NFL business stuff to get to on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Next week, we will go over the AFC West as we wrap up what's been an awesome, awesome post-draft review series. And then right after that, we'll be looking ahead to the 2023 college season. Should be awesome. Other than that, The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and The Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.